Hi everybody, welcome back. This is my concluding lecture for World Regional Geography. Um, I always like to end the course with having my students think about the future, quite frankly. Uh, throughout the course we've looked at the present pretty much and we've also looked at past events and how that has shaped the present. So how are present uh, events that are occurring now going to shape the future? And in particular we're talking about your future. Uh, one of the things I always like to uh, tell my students is I'm part of the baby boom generation and you know in a lot of ways I think my generation has screwed up the world and we've left the world a much worse place uh, for our children and our grandchildren and so forth and unfortunately for you it's going to be your job to hopefully be able to fix the world. So here's some of the questions that I want you to think about uh, as we go through uh, this final lecture. Will this phenomenon that we call globalization undermine regional and local cultures? Will technology and human determination be able to cope with the environmental stresses that industrialization in the periphery and rapid population increases will inevitably create? Will peripheral and semi-peripheral regions be able to develop sustainability into the core regions? Will new regions emerge based on new types of connectivity such as trade, the internet, or any number of political movements such as mobilization against globalization or the movement for human rights? So these are some of the questions I want, to, want you to think about. This conclusion will outline different perspectives for predicting the future of regions and regional analysis in geography. Uh, the conclusion focuses in particular on the concept of globalization and the different ways in which globalization theorists view the future of global integration and or disintegration. You, uh, you will be introduced to a typology of regional organization that considers the place of the marginalized, the elite, and the embattled in the modern global political economy. These categories also serve to highlight differences within regions and nation states and suggest that local scale analyses could also examine the importance of social difference in the discussions of everyday geographies. Uh, this conclusion also highlights the questions of development and future sustainability in terms of resource allocation, economic development, and environmental consequences of various economic and political practices. Finally, I'm going to ask you to consider how the globalization of cultural practices has created dissonance and enhanced regional fragmentation. So let's move along and take a look at predicting the future. Globalization and, and the future of regions, predicting the future. Predicting the future depends on your perspective as either an optimist or a pessimist. Optimists focus on the potential benefits of technological change for addressing future needs, while pessimists focus on the Earth's finite resources, the fragility of the environment, and population growth rates that exceed the capacity of peripheral regions to sustain them. The, uh, uh, obviously, we need to understand the past, just like we need to understand the past to understand the uh, uh, the current uh, events that are taking place on the surface of the Earth, we need to continue to under understand the past. Taking a historical perspective on geographic change allows us to think through how global processes are reshaping our world and what trends might hint at where we are going. It is important to note 
that we already have some sense of where trends are going, as models predict population growth and economic development. And again, as I've been asking you to do throughout the course, think about what are countries that are growing at 3% at a 3% annual rate going to look like in 25 or 30 years as their populations have doubled? What, how is that going to impact you uh, living in the United States or living in the so-called developed world? How will this impact you? And these are the things I want you to be thinking about. Um, at the same time, politics and technology change quickly, and so does our world. Um, and so does our world. Um, because of these changes, making it more challenging to say exactly where the world is going. And it really is very difficult to say where the world is going. And you can see uh, from this slide, we have con conventional worlds, the reference world, balanced worlds, and so forth. We have barbarism, which would be social breakdown. Are these the futures that we will see? And uh, or is this the future that you will see? Uh, these are things that you need to think about. Will the rich countries barricade themselves against the poor countries of the world by developing things like uh, very strict immigration rules so that people from poor countries can't uh, enter into the rich countries and things like that. What is the global governance going to be like as you, uh, as you get older? Will there be one global government? Will the, uh, the role of the nation state decline? It already is declining. What will it be like in 20, 30, 40 years? Will we achieve sustainability? Is it possible under the current political economic system? These are all questions that you need to kind of think about uh, because really you have the power to shape your world. The hyperglobalists argue that the nation state will soon meet its demise. It will, it will fade away as globalization speeds up and, and economies blur political boundaries. It is not that the political boundaries will immediately disappear. Rather, it suggests that national boundaries will become irrelevant with respect to economic processes, and that the national governments will not control their once geographically bounded economies, but will instead facilitate connections among different parts of the world. What will eventually replace the nation state? Will it be a global institutions of government governance? This is often premised on the notion of institutions based on neoliberalism and liberal Western-style democracy. The skeptics argue that globalization is neither new nor influential, and that economic integration might be less significant than in the past globally. National governments are essentially regulatory agencies. They also argue that we are witnessing, a, witnessing regionalization, not globalization, along international trading blocks. Transformationalists think that local and regional patterns of political and economic under, uh, economic activity underpit more global connectedness, acknowledging the, the trends toward national fragmentation and super, supranational integration. They believe that both work, um, they believe that both work to change society in ways uh, that celebrate local diversity while unifying markets through globalization. In their view, they believe that the world is becoming increasingly stratified in terms of wealth and general access uh, to political control dividing the world into the marginalized, the elite, and the embattled middle. Uneven development. The three categories of marginal, elite, and embattled might also be 
uh, thought about not simply in terms of regional difference, but in terms of socio-spatial difference at the local scale. It is likely that each of these three groups is represented in one place, such as Brazil. Even discussions of a third world in the United States suggest that marginal peoples and economies can be observed within the core, uh, the rich countries of the world, and that the elite and that elite economies and social groupings can be found right next to each other in places like Bangalore, India, where computer programs live in upscale suburbs, while nearby neighbors live in slums and squatter settlements. A new world order. World regions, particularly uh, uh, world regions, particularly those centered around the United States, um, the European Union, East and South Asia, will continue to vie for global economic and political power, as well as cultural hegemony. While the United States currently reigns as the most dominant military and political power, it is not clear whether or not it will maintain that position. The EU also faces complications as it deals with issues related to integration and immigration. China and India, on the other hand, are po both poised to make a distinctive mark on the global economy. Marginal regions have not only been shunned by banks and corporate organizations, but they also face extreme levels of demographic pressure. Um, uh, demographic, uh, they also face extreme levels of demographic pressure, environmental degradation, and economic stress. Increasing the problems of these regions, such as Sub-Saharan Africa, is the fact that international aid is spread more unevenly and kleptocracy have emerged in countries such as Indonesia and Paraguay that steal from the coffers of the region for personal gain. <clears throat> These regions are also impacted by the spread of diseases such as HIV, which not only lead to premature death among a large segment of the population, but also cause dramatic economic chaos. Globalizing culture and cultural dissonance, the increasing com commodification of production and consumption has led to a growing homogenization of culture, cultural, practice, cultural practices and symbols globally, while on the other hand, Cultural practices are, trying, are tying together elites across the globe. These same process, processes are creating cleavages between elites and marginal peoples and regions. In, in its extreme, these cleavage, cleavages can lead to ethnic racial, ethnic racial rivalry, parochialism, as well as insularity. Security. Economic and political conflict and tension will continue to be present in the global system and in the immediate future. In particular, we have to examine internal conflicts as, as a function of the failure of states. Also, new socio-political networks, such as Al-Qaeda, will continue to play an important global role. Transnational crime will also be on the rise as individuals and criminal organizations take advantage of the ever-changing global economic landscape and the processes of globalization itself. Health concerns will also have global consequences as new as well as old diseases are distributed through complex socio-spatial networks and relations. So, sustainability. Environmental, environmental destruction is a growing problem globally. 
although it impacts the marginal and embattled regions more severely because there are fewer mechanisms for coping and or regulating the damage. Environmental change tied to global warming and rising sea levels affects every region of the world. However, um, and, uh, prompts, um, and prompts the possibility of global coalescence around environmental issues in the future. Sustainable, sustainable development approaches, while at sometimes somewhat utopian, are gaining ground as people try to rethink how energy is used and what can be reused as new. Um, especially for alternative, and, and we're also looking at alternative energy resources. Resources and development. Raw materials need, raw material needs will continue to increase as global as the global economy gets even larger. But access to energy resources is the most critical question for future regional geographies. As peripheral and semi-peripheral regions of the world continue to expand their economies and populations, their need for energy will also increase, putting greater pressure on economies to produce the hard currencies necessary to purchase foreign energy. Research and development might be, uh, might be mediating the use of energy as industries become more efficient. These efficient technologies may be globalized as industries move from one core, from the core, the rich countries of the world, to the semi-periphery and the poorer countries of the world. Globalization and transnational governance. The collapse of, the, of Cold War politics has meant that supranational coalitions have shifted as organizations such as the EU and NATO bring in former communist bloc member countries. Supranational trade organizations such as ASEAN and OPEC, for example, are further dividing the world up into new regions economically and to some extent politically and culturally as well. What this means is that national governments must negotiate space-time compressions and the increasing flows of socio-spatial relations that have facilitated the growth of international regimes of professional organizations and social movements at the global scale. Regional integration and fragmentation. The extent to which regions will further integrate or fragment is subject to speculation. That said, the coordination of the EU demonstrates that supranational organ organizing can be incredibly successful. In other regions, such as Latin America and Africa, supranational organizing has been difficult, and roadblocks appear around super uh, uh, and roadblocks appear around subnational organizing, leading to fragmentation. Sorry, I did not want to. Uh, click on to the next, um, uh, the next slide. So I do want to bring this to a close. Uh, first of all, I hope that you did not, I hope you really enjoyed the course. Uh, most importantly, I hope you learned a lot. Uh, secondly, I hope that you have learned to think about your world in somewhat of a different way. Um, most of you are probably in your late teens or maybe uh, early 20s that are taking this course. And um, my personal experience is this, is, uh, this was a time period in my life when I really started to think about the world that we lived in and what the future holds based on what we saw uh, going on at the current time. And um, I just hope, uh, I really hope, uh, like I said, that you think about your world and what it's going to be like in 20, 30, 40 years you know, as you go through your adult life and then, um, you know, hopefully reach old age as well. Your world is going to be completely different. Take my word for it. My world is completely different 
uh, today than it was um, uh, when I was your age. Uh, so I just hope you think about your world, think about the possibilities of your world. I am one of those optimists. I think that uh, your generation, I have great hope in your generation, that you can fix many of the problems that my, my generation created. I hope you can come together with other people across the globe and making this world uh, a better place, not just for yourself, but for everybody to live. Thank you. Once again, I always invite students to come and see me uh, if you, when you're on campus. Please feel free to stop in my office and visit uh, anytime.